I was looking for my soul. DJ Chauncey Dundridge gave it back to me. Okay, we're... We're gonna we're gonna start now. Is this the way you wanna start? Now? <laughs> yes. Gonna, Where's okay. my music? Where is where? Her, where is her music, mm-hmm. girl? Yes. Okay. Well, this is the music. Hi, my name is Doctor Richard Mills, <laughs> and you are listening to some talk sex with Zach. <laughs> Uh, episode i think we're on the 20 the third this may be the 30th episode my value has been devalued i was here back in what episode was you that were before episode number four i was episode number four go, and there was a very long midi introduction well, give me the damn introduction okay, that i so, deserve uh, if you want to hear <laughs> her go back to episode number four and who's her you Asa Scott. Asa, do you want me to use your full mental name? Yes. Asa, doctor, almost doctor, Asa, Flonat Scott. You better put some respect on my name, shorty. Flonat, doctor, almost doctor, Flonat, Asa, Asa, Flonat Yes, that's how I like it, Big Daddy. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, yes, you should go back and listen to episode number four to kind of catch you up. It's, we have, we are sitting in my apartment. Yeah, We have, we have decided that And the is, podcast has grown since the last time that I was on grown. here. I, I am. I, I feel privileged and honored to be... Don't, um, get, don't get too hot up on that mic, okay? To be asked again. I know. The mic The mic has had some uses, you know? The mic has been it around. certainly has. Um, she has been in the Mile High Club. She, yes, She's, I've done an episode. I mean, I've yes. done a lot of episodes. We did an episode up in a plane. She was in California, yay. You know, talking to some famous people up in Zang. Famous people. She went to. Um, a, yeah. Yes, she talked to uh, our friend Hockey. Yeah, and that's a good episode. A really guys. good episode about circumcision mm-hmm. and about having that as a a pre um, adolescent male, which was really really interesting. And then we did an episode about circumcision with a a guy who mm-hmm. was yeah yeah. So it's been an interesting, it's, lots of good episodes. It's been, yeah, but I've loved how this podcast has grown, and I've loved your diversity of folks that you've had up here. Um, I love your um, the growth of viewership. The content has been really, really incredible. We love you are, viewership. Yeah, okay. and you're doing your thing, Danny. I know. Hey. <laughs> Give me a spanking. Oh, darling. I'm just looking in those eyes. Always. You get me with the eyes, you know. So, you know, um, we're going to talk about quarantine boo. Yes. Boo, quarantine boo. Get your, you know. Okay, let me get my audience um, up to speed about where I am. Oh, you just take the the (laughs) mic, girl. Go on. Where I am. So, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Rich and I go way back. You can learn of our story in our previous podcast but since the last time that we spoke your girl has grown grown um i have legally uh divorced and have yes i told we've her signed she the papers see a divorce mediator to make sure that it was equal and fair but it didn't 
you guys have done that. You guys yes. have yeah, made we, sure that was happening. We did that. We had a we had we had a post snap and all of those other things. Um, but uh, so since then, um, I've been working, doing some stuff on myself. You know, I think one of the things that always happens to someone after they've gone through something mm-hmm. as traumatic as a divorce is figuring out who you are. That's an important piece of it, you mm-hmm. know, like after, you know, you've been trying to figure figure yourself out and figure mm-hmm. out why, you know, is what's important. Yeah. And I think those things are, you know, those things are important mm-hmm. as you're, you know. Yeah. So figuring out who I am and I actually wanted to learn from some of my past mistakes because you know your girl has your girl has lived yes okay (laughs) repeating those things of the past Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. we don't yeah we don't recycle (laughs) i mean god knows how many times we have you know i think about stuff that i used to say when i was in my 20s Mm -hmm. like i you know if i ever got single again Mm -hmm. i used to always say like you know the age category yeah and i i you know i was like well i could never date anybody who is you know in their 40s and now that i'm in my 40s i was like i could never date anybody in my 20s so i'm in the opposite now i've actually now figured out what my preference is oh yes let's, let's talk about that but before we get there, just mm-hmm. learning from those things. So, yes, yeah, so learning from the past was really instrumental for me um, in figuring out what mistakes that I've made. And some of them were people. Um, Places and things. <laughs> okay. And, and growing from those mistakes and learning um, who I was. Because I recognized that I could blame everyone else. But if I didn't fundamentally change... I would be repeating those same mistakes over and over again. Like, give us one. Give give the audience a, a, a nibble, a bone, um, or the, a stick. <laughs> a stick. I love sticks. Um, stick. A stick girl, <laughs> not a stick. Oh. Oh, well, let me get my mind out the gutter. I thought you were talking sex here, you know. Okay. So. <laughs> get a, people, what is it? What, what, I don't even know what I was saying. I, oh, uh, how did we get to stick? And then, like, I don't know. You said steak. I was saying sticks, like spank me, daddy. Give, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> spank me. I mean, I do have a paddle, so <laughs> I, I heard, and you can buy those down at London. They are not a sponsor of this show, but I mean, I was like, is that a your, plug? What I mean, they're good. They're down in the village, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're open right now because of everything's going on. The, with the Rona, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes. but yeah, okay. So go go on, girl. Yes. So one of the areas that I really needed to grow was to recognize how I contributed to my own um, kind of toxic relationships. Oh, I took, I took, that's a, a good one. yeah, I took a little inventory and I looked at my relationships and I recognized that I was dating basically the same people on cycle. Okay. Let's and, not, let's, let's, let's not recycle those. Yeah. Because they and even are though really... they were, and even though they were different, um, you know, age, sex, um, you know, kind of, socioeconomic background, whatever, their personality traits were very similar. 
and those personnel. Or if they were, you know, a sports player. Let's move we on. Have a story about that. Let's move on. As, okay, as they'll want to be not, sued, let's just keep okay, going. We're not going <laughs> to mention it, but if you want to know, slide up into my DMs and I'll tell you the story, right? So, okay. So yes. we will not talk about mm-hmm. that, but. Yeah. So. I'm not going to tell the story, <laughs> but no, let's tell. I'm not going to give names. Okay, or, not give names. Okay, so I'm um, working at the inpatient, and then I come to work at the outpatient. And with Asa, the first thing she says to me is, Did you know? Like, it's like, you know, when you're at a party and it's like two truths and a lie. <laughs> She's like, it was straight up like, did you know that I dated? And then it was, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I think he, he makes it seem like I was just name dropping. We were having a conversation. I was building a rapport with this hot guy in my office. And he told who, who, me. Yes, you, Daddy. I know. Thanks. And thanks, Mama. <laughs> and he, um, he told me where he was from. And the only thing that can pop into my head just to keep the conversation going, you know how we are, ladies. I was like, oh, you're from there. Did you know that I dated so-and-so who played for this particular team? And Okay, you can figure it out, folks. <laughs> There's only a couple in Indiana. And we're not talking about, apparently, my hometown. It's the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. There's the Colts, the Pacers. <laughs> There's, we also have a hockey team. Oh, he was not a hockey player. So it was either or. So anyhow, she's like dropping the bomb, right? So Mm -hmm. we know it's down to those those two, right? Anyway, so let me move on to the to the things that I've learned from my past relationships. Um, I recognize that there were things in my personality that Mm -hmm. caused me, like broken pieces in myself, that caused me to need certain things that were dysfunctional in relationships that kind of dealt with my ego. And those were not healthy things. And when your friends don't approve, they got to go. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about, those, about yes. that. So, um, so kind of doing those inventories led me to that realization that I needed to grow. I needed to heal. I needed a period of separation, a period of journeying and actually doing the work on myself. I know. Yeah. So you're you took that journey. I took that journey. I did a couple of things. Or you were just really doing soul searching. I was doing soul searching. I was growing. Um, Your girl got into therapy, so I do see someone. Oh, yes. How often are you seeing them? Um, once a month for like some deep work, but I do a lot of journalists. She's expensive, expensive. So like, what's her? (laughs) Well, you don't have. I don't. I don't want to give her. She she costs enough money. We don't need to put her name up in here. She expensive. Girl, well, you see, seeing, seeing the therapist, I yes. think it's I she's, see a she's therapist. A, yeah, she's a woman of color who like gives it to me dirty. Like, there are times I'm in sessions and I would say, Da-da-da-da, and she reads me for felt. Like, she would be like, for felt. So, like, one time I was saying something about, um, Oh, I was struggling with this thing at work and blah, blah, blah. And this woman and this coworker of mine, hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> Let's not and, drop names. Oh, I'm okay. going to give some tea right now. Oh, so. we, we, I love some tea. <laughs> Spill it, honey. 
as so, I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. So this coworker was kind of coming at me with these microaggressions, right? And I don't even want to get started on the microaggression. Okay. Uh, but, and we're not going to talk w- about it because... <laughs> Somebody's anywho, still triggered, but... <laughs> no, I think that it's very important to be aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So back to back to my back to my tea. Mm-hmm. So coworker is talking to me um, in this way, and she is being very pejorative and kind of you know being a little mm-hmm. bit like demeaning and condescending. And I was so sort of stuck in it because I didn't want to be this like angry black woman at her. And um, of course, I went off and played my little song drum, you know, to someone else and and kind of passive aggressively dealt mm-hmm. with it. And so I'm in, you know, therapy. It's not the first time, honey. <laughs> I, I feel like there's been time. So I'm so in. I'm going to tell you a story. So when I worked up at the inpatient, all of a sudden I get called to the office and they're like, you need to go get a drug test. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't do drugs. So later it comes out that Asa, she worked, she was like, you weren't my supervisor, but you were like. I was the director. She was the director Mm -hmm. and she kept on calling my, my slacks jeans. And I said, these are, (laughs) these are $300 pants. They were still jeans. So I I got randomly selected to go to do a drug test. Anywho, that came out. Because Avi, someone who just was not following instructions. I was like, what is wrong with this kid? (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're singing the song to somebody else. I'm singing a song to someone else. And then I'm still talking Mm -hmm. about this in my therapy session. Mm -hmm. And homegirl read me for felt. She was my therapist. Well, sometimes we have to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. She was like, this is, this is just unbecoming behavior. She's like, this is a cycle mm-hmm. of how you've dealt with this person. You've dealt with your mother. You've dealt oh, with this situation. She's you've like dealt bringing with that. in your mom. She did. And she was like, so she's like, if you don't know how to fix you in this situation, this will keep replicating um, forever. So she's like, Damn. I don't really need to hear about this again because you have to start doing the work. And part of that work is she to have the uncomfortable conversation with someone when they have you know messed with you it you need to like let she's them doing like some reparenting mm-hmm. that's like uh, you know i do that a lot because you know as i say our parents fuck us up and then therapists help us resolve it right mm-hmm. so sometimes you have to sometimes it's uh, important to be direct in a loving way mm-hmm. right and it sounds like with sensitivity this uh, was you know this is a thing that yeah. had to happen and and i think just that conversation was the was the starting point was the was the genesis of me sort of saying this is how i want to look at certain mm-hmm. relationships and mm-hmm. certain traits that I have sure. that I don't want to keep learning the same lessons over and over again. There has okay. to come a point where I have grown from that period and I've used that test as a testimony in order to move on to the next level of my life. Mm-hmm. As Sierra says, Prophet yeah, Sierra had a word. I'm going to change this. Give us a second, folks. I am, I am trying to... Oh, there we go. Oh, it's, stick it in, that baby. Better? That that sounds so much better. Oh my gosh! I was like, I you know, I get distracted. I can't listen to your story because I was like, how do I get this stuff? Okay, now it doesn't feel like we're okay. So go on. So your therapist is reading you like a library, mm-hmm. a book in the library, and yes. and um, 
where was I? Yeah, so I decided that I was going to start making those decisions and making better decisions in my life and learning and growing. And some of those could be uncomfortable and painful. Girl, you should just go join the Church of Scientology. I, it's been real deep. I'm like deep into the thick of the Lisa Remini. I can't handle it. Every night I have dreams that the, Leah Remini, right? Um, she's like escaping Scientology. And I keep on having dreams that I'm being accosted. But you keep confusing by... it with Lisa Renna and Lisa no. Rem- so Leah Le- Remini. Last night I had a dream that Lisa Renna mm-hmm. uh, was trying to like... I don't know what she was. She was trying to kill me in my <laughs> dream, right? I don't. I don't know. So, anyhow, so you said I am going to learn mm-hmm. these new lessons. Yes, and I am not going to allow myself to be kind of impacted. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to yeah. make some decisions. I think it's just about growth, right? Because what I realized is that I I was stuck in this whole cycle. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm no longer in my twenties. I'm now solidly in my thirties. And I know, girl. Sometimes you have to wake up. We've got. Yes. A, a, a well, ride. you're almost out of your 30s. I have just gotten into my 30s. I know. January. <laughs> it's going to be. The, the, I'm going in over the hill, right? So <laughs> get my wheelchair. I mean, I've really felt the changes in my body this past year. My knees. Mm. I was wearing like a knee I brace. know you have complained about your knees so much, Daddy. I thought that you were doing <laughs> some other stuff in your knees. Like okay. <laughs> well, in my 20s, that's oh. a whole other story. But come no. on. Oh, I mean, it's like dish your girl, body dish. Starts, wait until you, you're you're 33, right? I'm I'm gonna take that number. Continue. Okay, and and when you get to 40, mm-hmm. your shit starts fucking up. Mm. You can't you can't drink like you used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night we we were having a glass of water. Like I am just really conscious yeah. of how much because I don't want to spend I don't want to spend the day hungover. But, but listen, I think we shouldn't judge ourselves by this current period because during I the know. quarantine we have not been taking care of ourselves. Sure. And you I know, think like, it's, an, it's important. I, I still love you and I think you look very handsome. Thank and, you. And speaking of how he looks handsome, let's talk about what happened yesterday. Okay, <laughs> so hold on. I want to back up because because I feel like it's important mm-hmm. to look at this. Uh, and if the volume sounds like it's going in and out, up and down, it's because I'm adjusting the level. Because, you know, we are small operation here, right? So Small operations so, doing no, big but things. I want to get to... So, and, okay, your friends, your friends, okay, your friends know you mm-hmm. better than. And good friends are going to lovingly say... We don't think this is a good situation. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so you were kind of seeing somebody. So as I was going through my period of growth, I took some intentional time to be alone. And then I got to a period of mm-hmm. multi-dating, right? Let me explain to you ladies what multi-dating is Tell and why us. that's so important. Multi-dating is not the same as multi-fucking. Okay. okay, this so, is not getting turned up in the club. No, okay, this multi-dating is-, is you trying to date multiple people in order for you to figure out your own preferences, figure out what works for you, and mm-hmm. also for you to get that experience that maybe you've lacked, especially if you were in a long-term relationship um, well, prior before. Everybody wants to be up with the boo, right? They, I mean, well, I think that's the that's the ideal, right? Most people want to find that person, they want to bond, mm-hmm. they want to have that relationship, and 
mm-hmm. you and this volume. I know. I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm just like, leave it okay. alone. Yes. I'm with you. So. Okay. So, um, so I was multi dating for a while. Um, that was really interesting. And then finally, I said a few, maybe about a year or so ago, that um, I was going to take some time by myself, and then really I was going great. to just I think I'm going to get ready to be in a relationship because I really like myself in relationships like I like who I am I like who I become I like being a couple most of my friends are couples I just realized that in our friend group it's mostly couples there's Amy hockey Mm -hmm. you Chris Chris, yeah um I have other friends (laughs) don't stop there no like um there's my friend Jenna, her husband Jeff. Uh-huh. Um, there's Deanna and her husband. Uh-huh. Um, there is who else? Um, dim, 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 dim. There's Chris and uh, Mark. Sure, but I also think it's important to know, like the people that you're talking about mm-hmm. are like all in their like thirties. Yes, they're a we're, little bit we're older. We're not going up to to the club <laughs> on a well. Nobody. And there's my best the friend club. Lithia, who just got married and had a baby as well. She and her husband. Was um, that, I met your friend, right? Lithia, she's the one with dreads. Um, oh yeah, yes. and she was so excited. She's like, I need to put a ring on it. We're yeah. doing it. We're, yes, we're, right. We're yes. going to the courthouse. Yeah, they got married. And she was like two years to yeah. have that baby, and she had the baby, adorable little Soleil Neomar. Like she was like right, like clockwork. Yeah. Like, we're getting this. We're Can I just do pregnant. a little plug for my little Soleil Nior? So she's Soleil. born in quarantine. Yeah. Mm. So I haven't physically seen her. See, we do practice quarantine. Yes. Social distancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so I've, I've visited. I've been like close. To, I haven't touched her. I should say I've seen her. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched her. Um, so I've done some drive by by the house. We've had some social distancing visits. Oh, but she is adorable. She was born in 420. <laughs> Did they smoke some weed? It's so funny. So Lithia can't really smoke because she's had like this asthma. Oh, she's had that, like chronic asthma since okay. she was a little baby. So, um, and we used to be a debater when we were in high school, you, and we had me and her, and her. She was we were debate partners, mm-hmm. and during one of her debate um, debate rounds, she would like take out her inhaler and use it as a prop. It was. Like, <laughs> It was it was hilarious. When you guys were fighting against the weed, we were fighting against. Did you hear about that? The house just passed a mm. bill mm-hmm. to make marijuana a federal legalization, to make it federally legalized, yeah, so they can tax it more and things like that. Sure, because yeah, I mean, I, my God, it's like I I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm it just, just stinks to me. Mm-hmm. It smells we, like dog shit. Sorry to all the folks out there who love their weed. Yeah, but there's some medicinal qu- the medicinal properties sure. to marijuana, and I feel the um, the criminalization of marijuana has. And, and you can get me on this topic for a while, but the criminalization of marijuana has led to a lot of um, of of just incarceration of uh, black and brown people. Sure, it's a Schedule One drug. Absolutely, and I think the, the, the lack of schedule. It's like, what is a? Hold on, hey Siri. Oh, she's gonna pop up. What is a Schedule One drug? What is the category of a Schedule One drug? She's like giving it to me. Hold on. Okay, I found this on the web. For what is a Schedule One drug? What is the category of a Schedule One? 
Okay, hold on, girl. I'm going to find that. Yeah, Schedule 1 drugs are... Yeah, heroin. Schedule 1s are substances or chemicals defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. Some examples of Schedule 1 are heroin, marijuana, LSD, ecstasy, yes, LSD, and um, peyote. and pillow, peyote. I mean, my God. Yeah. Uh, like, and that's so weird. Like, anywho, okay. But so cocaine we, is a Schedule 2. Yeah, cocaine is a Schedule 2. And Schedule 3 are like ketamine, it's anabolic steroids, testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, schedule 4 are like Xanax, Soma, mm-hmm. um, Tramadol. Schedule 5 are the Robitussin and Lyrica. Lots of drugs there, folks. Lots mm-hmm. of drugs. So, yes. anyways, okay. So you're so marijuana is a schedule one, which technically okay, it shouldn't going be. Into substances today, honey. We're talking. Let's stay on course. Okay. So how did we get? What was our course? Because we were talking about four twenty. Yes. Okay. I have to, <laughs> that's why I'm the host. Mm-hmm. See, I'm really gonna have multiple stories at once. You are, and yeah. then I can always bring it back to the point. Oh, so, that is. You know, there's some subtext to that whole statement that he says. He says he can have multiples, and he brings it back to the point. Freudian slap. Pause. Pause. (laughs) Anyway, so your friend, she had her baby. She had her baby, but I think even before that, we were talking about just all of my friend groups, how they're all married and stable. And I have a, you know, I have a few couple. Um, oh, and then my friend Tremaine and Lauren, um, they're about to get married. In November, their wedding was um, canceled because of Corona. So I'm seeing lots of people like they're just like people are saying, fuck the wedding. We're doing it Corona style. Yeah, they she doesn't want to do that. He he would he would love to do that. But I think she I was just like, she's waiting for her big wedding and they're having okay. that in November. Well, God, I'm I'm going to have to like go on a, on a diet right before that because <laughs> okay. my dress is made. I've not been able to fit into. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, you know, my shorts, mm-hmm. I have to wear sweats. I'm getting. Oh, kind my of- gosh. He was wearing some booty shorts yesterday. Why can't I tell my story with you in the booty shorts? Well, hold on. We're getting to the booty shorts. We're okay. getting there. But we're saying, so you've been doing some reinventive. Yes. So I've been sort of re-looking at my life and recognizing that I just love myself in couples. Oh, and also my friend Alexi and Gabe have like a really, really wonderful relationship. I love their marriage. And Everybody's so, got a great marriage. <laughs> well, I, I, and I, when I say great marriage, marriage guys i recognize that not all marriage is like like it is on heart to heart nobody is jennifer (laughs) (laughs) i like woke up and i'm like what 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 is on tv it's the show jennifer and jonathan hart and they're like bringing and like you know asa's been trying to push this secretly like she's like let's watch heart to heart but it's like really bad acting and it was made in the 80s what is your standard okay, sir well, they need to do a reboot 
They Anyways. should. We should. We should audition for those. This is what we should have Gabby do as her project. She okay, should have Gabby, her reboot. We do not mention your last name. Okay. I'm going to have her on the show to talk yes. about her experiences working, working for the Housewives. Yes. She, like she works on one of the Housewives episodes. Mm-hmm. I want to get her. She works on in multiple episodes. Let's, let's let's don't devalue the girl's credentials. No, she's, she's big. She's she a big. producer. Yeah. Like, she used to be an assistant, and but now, now she's, she's a, a producer, full producer. You know, so uh, she's she's killing it. Okay. All right, anyway, love, let's so, go back. Come on, so get, let's get to the point. Yes. So the point is, um, I've recognized that I'm ready to go into to to have a relationship, oh, uh, okay. and I've started to mm-hmm. figure out where I should land. And so you started talking to somebody. I started talking to someone who, mm-hmm. it turns out, he was a friend of a friend. So he was okay. in our friend group. Both of us are single in our friend group. And it seems like an organic sort of thing because I recognize we're more than just friends. Yeah. But I really liked, I liked, you know, the idea of him and I, just because I know that we, because he's in our friend group, we had the same values. We sort of, you know, moved in the same circle. We understood each other. He knew me in a genuine way. That's very different from that face and that mask that you put on when you meet someone for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he knew that I wear extensions and weaves. And (laughs) he knew that you were black. He knew that I was black. A woman, an IPOC. Uh, A BIPOC. A BIPOC. Uh, Don't don't take the B out of my body. What What did I say? You said an IPOC. Oh, an indigenous person, person of, of color. color. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm an IPOCA. <laughs> I'm an indigenous. Uh, someone will get you for this. Person of color ally, ally girl. Yes. And I think it's important that we talk about allies. Ships. Yes, we should. And, and allies are important because I think when people have an experience, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about a little bit about this because I think there's some important people, not yeah. that, um, you know, people, communities of color should be teaching white people, but mm-hmm. we are today. And I think that it's not, I mean, we do have the internet and stuff, but yeah. it's also, I think we're going to talk about like voter suppression, all these yeah. things. Anywho. But back to, but back to this particular guy, right? So um, he is not a BIPOC. He is a white. A chosen person of a, the Lord. Yes. He's a white uh, Jewish male. Um, he has blue eyes, sandy, you know, blondish hair. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And is a really nice guy. Now. He was really. He was nice. He was nice. But the judgment, Richard. No, so I'm just Richard. Saying, so like, there, there I are a couple. It. There are a couple of things that, even though we came from the same circle, there are some value differences that was that was different from sure. us, right? You and, believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Well, he, I don't think the religion, so the religion part, to me was was not a big deal because I was I'm I'm okay dating someone who's Jewish. Um, I have a lot of friends who are Jewish. I feel at the core. Um, what I do value is someone believing in God and believing in a higher power. Okay, you need and to be believing in the Lord. Yes, Richard. And, and since we're talking about that, what does your husband believe in? He's a Christian. Oh, 
Yeah, well, some some people live it a little bit more loudly than, the, than other people. Sorry, the, the, we're adjusting the volume. Some people live it very loudly. Mm-hmm. And then I have some couples in my circle who are a different religion, like Hockey and Amy. I know, Hockey's Muslim. Okay. Amy's like nothing. Well, Amy's Jewish and Christian. Oh, yeah. Jewish yeah. and Christian. I mean, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's, I think that But she's you, more Christian than she is Jewish, but she's Jewish and Christian. Sure. She comes from an interfaith or interfaith, inner ethnic family. I, I mean, not interfaith, inner ethnic, um, combined faith and combined ethnicities as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, but I love, you know, I, my experience with the church is uh, very different of course. Then, you know, like it's, I was having a little hard time yesterday. Just, mm-hmm. I was going through, like, just feeling that grief. And mm-hmm. Father's Day is coming up, and that's a real fucking shitty time of the year. Yeah. Um, and you just, you sent me some praise song. I did. And I was like, it was 12 minutes and 16 seconds long. I mean, it was long, but it was like, it was good. And I love it. And I felt mm-hmm. uplifted. And thank you for sending me. Yeah. That. I think I sent you a Chandler Moore song Run to the Father Chandler Moore can I just talk about him a little bit he's an amazing praise worshiper you guys should check him out he's in Maverick City Um, you know kind of he's part of their collective Um, and his voice Mm -hmm. um, his ministry is so authentic and so pure Um, and I just love seeing I I love seeing men of color fearlessly worshiping God because can I tell you about that story mm-hmm. when I tried to date an atheist oh come it was it was a nightmare mm-hmm. and it was always like I was being made fun of well and it was a very confusing time being gay and then coming out and having to reconcile my own faith but you know like he would make fun of me for reading the bible and like I love him to this day Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I was just going through my own thing, you know. It's but, anyways, I think lots of people, you know, they have different appearance. You know, I'm not going to judge you unless you're a Scientologist, okay? Wow. Do you do you have an, a call to take? She's like up on her phone. I'm. I can multitask. No, sir. you're not doing it very well. I'm multi-dated. I can so, multitask. Anyway, so you're dating this guy. But the thing is that you kind of came to the experience of, mm-hmm. like, what what was like, I am not, this is not going to be my boo. Yeah. So I think for me, um, one of the things that I've discovered is that I need, in my relationship, I need someone who's emotionally um, available mm-hmm. and also socially conscious enough to be a support system for me. Um, and I think what I understood as well that? when Richard was talking about why, like, I needed somebody who is a Christian because he knows that I have this deep desire that right. um, I want a partner who's able to pray with me and pray for okay. me. Okay, sometimes you need to be able to get your prayer on. Yes, and that's, like, really important. And then the other part is I also need someone who can, you know, as, um, as yeah, Hakim. Can I tell you a story about wait, praying? Two seconds. Um, you remember Akeem from Coming to America? He says, I want a yes. woman who can stimulate my loins and stimulate me mentally. And <laughs> and that's what I want as well. Um, and I'm a very socially conscious woman. 
And so I, a part of me mm-hmm. also wants someone who has that level of awareness of their place in culture, mm-hmm. of my place in culture, and be able to be that support for me when mm-hmm. the world is going to shitters. And I think it, yeah. so during the last few months where everything was going, mm-hmm. he was completely absent. And his inability. I know, when there's a protest, you're, and I'm down at the front lines going. Yeah, like Richard, up, no my shoot. friend, all of my friends in my circle. Somebody send you money. Are texting me. Lord. White women are Venmoing me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, you know, whatever. Listen, whatever makes you feel if like you guys, you're changing the world. If any, any person, white women or white men or any person who's listening would like to send me some money cash app or venmo me me. which richard my my address richard will dm dm you slide into those dms for those information because i i appreciate the (laughs) the coins times are hard during corona and and i was like girl you ain't getting no no um reparation (laughs) for me you're getting like when you come over to my house i'm gonna cook you some lasagna Where's my lasagna? Okay, well, we'll that's going to happen. But anyhow, <laughs> so the sky. Yes, yeah, so the sky. So during, yeah, so during the the Corona stuff, him and I were exclusively talking during the quarantine. Corona bill. We were we were chatting every day, hours long on the phone. Sure. The protests happened after Memorial Day. I literally got ghosted. Okay, can we? Yes. Like no call, no can text. I back up a second. So the other day, mm-hmm. you know, my mom got furloughed from her job. Oh, I didn't know. But she's like on the retirement train. Okay. Are you gonna? No, no, I'm listening to you, honey. Oh. I just wanted to look at the time. You're looking at the time. Oh, yes. let me look at the time too. Um, so my mom got furloughed from work, and you know, my dad. But she's like retiring in February. She's mm-hmm. got a pension. You know, she's at that age where she, in February, she gets her Social Security, Mm -hmm. right? And she'll get on Medicare and all those things. I mean, Kokomo, Indiana, that's hitting the jackpot. Okay. (laughs) It really is, right? (laughs) Like, most people don't have that. So, Wait, do people know that your parents share the same name as Marilyn Manson's parents? Okay, so (laughs) last night, we're like watching um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and... Asa pulls out this fun this fun fact that's like Marilyn Manson's mother and father Marilyn Manson had the same name of the mother and father as uh, as your mom and dad Will and Kathleen it's like that's bullshit so I went and looked it up you were right you did two fun facts and mm-hmm. you were totally just like right about dogs eating grapes apparently yes. mm-hmm. that's like um, a murderous situation for mm-hmm. dogs and i didn't know that if i'm ever on who wants to be a millionaire and that's my million dollar question you know who to call i'm gonna call asa because she's gonna know and mm-hmm. so anyhow I'm praying. I'm like, let's just say a word of prayer. So we, I'm saying a word of prayer. And and this was when all this bullshit was happening, where um, the you know our commander and thief w- was like spraying people at the White House with Lysol. With, uh, <laughs> 
Lord. And so I said, I just prayed that he would, I mean, I just, I just prayed that he would like not be able to harm America any more mm. than he has. So I, yes, I do pray for the president. The one time I was watching a press release with Nancy Pelosi and she's like, I pray for him every day. I pray that he'll get back on track. Okay, girl. Come Nancy on, sister B. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you, um, you, uh, your boo is not your boo. Yeah, no, because he ghosted me. And, and if then... you're listening to this, she gone, boo. <laughs> she done. And after he ghosted me, um, it was so like almost a be, week. Two won't become one. We, yes. We don't need somebody who doesn't return the call. Don't gotta, return the call. I gotta find love. Gotta find it all. Gotta find it all. Mm. And these musical stylings are brought to you by the I one know. and the only. Yes. So we then. There will be no Beyonce drunk in love up on here. <laughs> Your breasts, sis, are my breakfast. Okay? She won't be singing that to you. <laughs> You so, so yeah. If you're listening, you got bye boy. But but yeah. But here but here's how like emotionally unavailable men are. It's like things mm-hmm. are really rough. Things are happening in the world. He knows what he should do. Ghosted me. He might and, not know. And then like randomly texted me about a week later and was like, "Hey, what's up?" And then they try to make they turn it on you. Like yeah. Huh. I guess we're never hanging out or something. Like you don't call me anymore. Wow. Like Mofo, I don't call you. You ghosted. So, yeah, he ghosted her. Anywho, mm-hmm. so now Asa has a. Um, I'm her. I'm her temporary to show the world that she is there. So, um, you know, yesterday she stops by and we walk down Astoria's connected to Long Island City, mm-hmm. right? It's basically two stops up, but we walked over to Hockey's, we picked them up, mm-hmm. or no, we drove over to Hockey's. We drove over to Hockey's, yeah. And then we, we went, walked to the Coca-Cola side. We walked to the Pepsi, is it Pepsi? It's Pepsi. I thought it was Coca-Cola. It's, it's, I think it's Pepsi sign. I am pretty sh- do you want to really make it three for three now? <laughs> I think it is the Pepsi sign. It's the Coca-Cola sign. Hey Siri, what what is the sign? Pepsi sign. No, girl. Hey Siri, what is the Pepsi sign located in where's that Long Island City? We're gonna get an Oh, you're right. It's Pepsi Cola. <laughs> Hi. I know it was a cola, okay. actually. Just admit that you lost. Okay, so I'm only two for three. Okay, two for three. Anyhow, yes. so we're walking down the street, holding mm-hmm. hands. Mm-hmm. So, proud. yes. So we're walking down the street, holding hands. I had a beautiful pride skirt on. My shirt was really sheer. Nipples were protruded. Okay, you guys, it was a pastel skirt. But anyways. It was a pastel skirt. It was rainbow colored. Okay. I had faded, faded a, in the sun. I had a pastel shirt, which was, you, looked you know. really nice. Thank you. Razorback. My hair was black girl magic, kinky curly, mm-hmm. smooth, slick back. The edges were laid for any of my black girls listening. Shout out to Eco Styler. I was doing the damn thing that day. You went and got your hair dead during the quarantine? No, honey. 
I was saying I got my hair laid. That's a black girl expression. Get with a logo. Oh, thank you for making me cult- more culturally competent than I was before. <laughs> it's when your hair's laid. It's when the edges. See, right now my edges are not laid. So, well, because you slap. Exactly. I have bed hair, but when we smooth it all back, the edges are laid. Oh. Yes, as it was yesterday. Okay, so we're walking down the street. So we're walking down the street, minding our business. Holding hands. Holding hands. Um, Richard's partner goes into Key Food. Yes. um, To get some ice. I go in because I need to get... You didn't go... You went in for a minute. I went in for a minute to go up to the register. Oh, you need to get get a a Zantac. I love Zantac. Because, you know, age appropriate, he's get he's starting to get heartburn every time he sure. eats anything fun. Okay. So I get my Zantac. No, I don't get my Zantac. Because I know we're going to be going out to the Pepsi Cola sign, mm-hmm. having some fruit, drinking maybe some tequila. We did have a really good tequila cocktail. We were making, what is it, tequila sunrise. We were having a tequila sunset. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was a lovely, tasted so good. It was such, and, it was such a romantic time mm-hmm. on that on that blanket but so, we segued so we're in front of key food now mm-hmm. and um richard is lost in a sauce because he's disappointed he couldn't find his zantac 75 so i'm thinking and that's what i was like thinking about i mm-hmm. was like where, where can, can i, I get, get my zantac <laughs> okay and when he thinks guys um so he has these really amazing hazel eyes he looks up at wander thank you his profile is really prominent at that point. The cheekbones are pointed out. The the man bun was really laid okay, as yes, well. I have been, uh, and it's real se- it's like his, a sexy his corona, sex springer. Yeah, his corona body isn't really a corona body yet. Like it's still kind of like a nice little chunky cute body. Thank you for calling my like, body. And and I was wearing a mask. I want to make yes. that clear to everybody. And he had these shorts. That used to be a little bit more baggier than they are right now. <laughs> so they well, are real booty so shorts anyhow, and they rolled up a little bit. And they were legs for days. Like they were so much legs that were showing. It was a little bit illegal to be walking. Legs. Yes, girl. And so as he's standing there looking gorgeous, homeboy walks out of a different boy walks out from key food. As Sir walks out of Key Food, Mm -hmm. he did the up and down look. I got up and down. He got up and down at Richard. As he looked looked at Richard, I think because Richard Mm -hmm. was staring away, it appeared that they made eye contact. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Homeboy then had his mask drop a little bit more so i could see his he smiled a little bit Mm -hmm. and then he puffed the chest out somewhat yes he puffed the booty the booty the booty the booty was popped in the right angle and the twitchified nature of his walk increased And he twerked his little heart out just to get some attention mm-hmm. from Richard. I was shook. She was shook. Because I was like, the, the unmitigated gall of someone just like, mm-hmm. he don't know what a situation was. We were holding hands. We were there together for all intents and purposes. So. Booed up. 
and the disrespect, I tell you. Well, anywho, so we leave that situation. She gets <laughs> but can I say, like five Richard minutes. was so taken. He was blushing. So whoever you are, dude from Key Food, you made his day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So. He was like, I still got it. I still got it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Let's not talk about what I got in my 20s, okay? <laughs> One time I got the clap, and I'll be open about it. It's oh. the most excruciating. Uh, m- Did you know who you got it from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Did you then, give it to anybody? While I'm you- sure I did. And then somebody called me and says, we need to discuss your STD. And I was like, my ST what? Mm-hmm. And then... You know, when I was in college, I, I used mean, to... I mean, it could have been me, it could have yeah. been him, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in college, I worked at a clinic that shall remain nameless, because they're very controversial. And mm-hmm. I was one of the counselors that used to call people um, to come in when they had a negative, I mean, a positive test result. For chlamydia? And for many other things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I worked in this particular grant. Sure. That was funded by the government for um, for folks who were like HIV positive. Yeah. So it's we sad. did a lot of yeah, STI testing. And so whenever you were positive, mm-hmm. we would call you back into the office. And if you were also positive for for HIV, then mm-hmm. I would enroll you in my program. Yeah. Um, but those were some really difficult calls. And that's when I didn't realize that we only called people to come in for the results when it was positive. If the doctor is giving the results over the phone, it's negative. So if they say, well, I would like you to come into the office so we can um, have some follow-up tests done, it's more likely a positive. Don't say that to somebody because it might be they want to give them condoms or something or get them on prep. So anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're walking. We have this wonderful time where it's we're sitting under the Pepsi Cola sign. The sun was gorgeous. The sun was coming. It down was a beautiful day. Things. There was someone who sat in one of the the pods next to us, and he was like, "This feels almost normal." Yeah, and there were lots of people, and nobody was wearing a mask, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you guys, wear your mask, mm-hmm. right? Not just when you're walking in a group, but to be safe, right? But I, I'm okay. I feel okay with being around people that... Mm-hmm. I, I think I already had COVID, so I never got the test because I feel like the tests are useless. But didn't your partner get tested and he was negative? Negative, negative, yeah. yeah. And he's like... And I had the antibody test and I was negative. Yeah, because it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so... But honestly, I'm encouraging people to wear masks. And I do believe that when we have a specific system in place where you can get tested, mm-hmm. um, everyone should get tested because that would give you credible understanding of how the virus spreads and what the next steps should be. Sure. That's my plug. But we really need credible people in the decision making process, um, making those decisions about healthcare that sure. actually are Absolutely. running the ship. Because mm-hmm. when the inmates run the asylum, chaos ensues. True. Mm-hmm. So we have this wonderful time and we're walking back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm proud to be with Asa. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I didn't even notice that, but take it away, Asa. 
Oh, my Lanta. So we, yes, this, 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 this segue should be called Ace and Richard are not allowed to walk the streets because if when we walk the streets, Mm -hmm. situations ensues. Um, So we're walking, holding hands. Mm -hmm. If anyone knows Richard, Dr. Dick, um, there are times that he likes to do the bare minimum. Of everything. And I think it's because he's been enabled. Do we need to pray over those files again? <laughs> when we were in an audit, Asa been, brings me he's into been her, her enabled. office and lays hands on the file. Okay. Yeah. We needed to pray because, again, Richard does the bare minimum Whatever. of any of the work. Your employees did the bare minimum, <laughs> which... Love them, but yes, some let's, of them. Let's keep moving on. We're not gonna. That's an open wound. <laughs> yes. Anyways, so we're so rich. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. Richard does the bare minimum. I.e., <laughs> we we took multiple bags to the picnic. Richard carried one, and then five feet after he carried the one, he asked for it to be transferred to another bag because he didn't want to carry it. Well, it's so too on much. The, on like, the way I back, mean, we're schlepping it like a half an. It's a half an hour walk down <sighs> to the water. Like drama. Like I'm just like my stomach is growling because we just ate this pizza. Like I was like so focusing on, on that. On the way back, we're walking back, and he then, um, I'm carrying the picnic bag. I'm also carrying my backpack. Mm-hmm. I'm also carrying the bag that had our picnic blanket in it. I mean, so I'm carrying three bags. I am if, all but a humble female. I am a dainty, delicate flower. A delicate flower. Standing, my ass. standing next to this tall Adonis strapping. Hulk of a man. How tall are you, Richard? That can make men twerk. That can make men twerk, yes. How tall are you? I'm like 6'1". He's 6'1". I, as Tyra Banks once told me, you're not even a legal 5'8". So, well, he is towering over you're me. You're hanging out with Tyra Banks? Don't worry about it. I love how you <laughs> name drop. So, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. So, so we, Tyra, if you're listening, <clears throat> we're going to you're welcome to come on the show and, and uh, talk about that. So, we're so we're mm-hmm. so we're minded so we're walking there. I'm carrying everything. We're Richard has back to Hawkins. Yes. Richard has in his hand absolutely nothing. My phone. <laughs> I think your phone was in your pocket. It wasn't even in your hand. Yeah, his hands are free. He he's holding my hand, and I am carrying all of the luggage, struggling. The life is real, and the struggle Mm. is real. So, I walk past, and then there's this beautiful couple, Hispanic couple that passes me. Mm. This man, this Hispanic, very machismo Hispanic man. And I say that in my very South American accent, um, passes me. He looks at me. And the look I heard and felt in my spirit were the look that ancestors give you when they see that you have not realized the full potential of the dream. He looked at me if to say, sister. (laughs) Whatever. You can do better, sister. Why are you letting this man not treat you like the queen that you are? Oh, Lord. And I felt it in I'm my I'm just trying not to spirit. oppress a woman, okay? <laughs> like, 
I felt it in my mm-hmm. spirit that I turned and I looked at him and read him for guilt. <laughs> I said, how dare you have me carrying <laughs> all of this for the I past do? 20 minutes. Look at it from the park. So if she would have said, I don't want to take the, I don't want to that cross he's like, anybody. So like, saying, what do you want me to carry with the tood of a tood <laughs> of a man who has toods? So I, she gave me a bag. And I put it on my back and I carried it. Mm-hmm. And then, so that story. So, needless to say, guys and gays, right? If you're with your, with your girls, ask them if they need a hand. Yes. And also walk on the outside of the road. That, that is so old. And then we were like talking about, like, you know, I was like, Thinking about which brought on the conversation about traditional kind of mm-hmm. practices, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And Asa was like, "We were talking about like, got, you know, where you see those things in the films where the guys would like put their shirt down in a puddle." And, oh yeah, and you were like, "Why?" Yeah, I was like, "Someone did that once for me," but also most of the time they would do they would carry you on your back if there was a puddle, so that you wouldn't step out step into the puddle. Sure. And it was because, and my like, you would have. So if there's a puddle, you're gonna hop over it. Okay. But there are so times I, I wear dark. like open toe shoes. Well, then wear some trash bags around those shoes. Oh my god. Okay. So, anyways, so then I can like, slip though. Issa was like, "Well, you know, you know, you know." So I don't think I've seen ever seen. Every night, every night, every night I go Every night, every night, every night I go